too late. You piece of shit. Last minute shopping has got me giving up on all my friends. And I know we haven't been talking, but when you return from your family Christmas, can you HMU in the new So I have three questions, two for Sean, one for Darn. Sean, question number one, do you know what HMU means? Question, hold on. Question number two for Darn, is that a Celeste or a xylophone effect? Question number three for Sean, (laughs) why is this your favorite of the themes? Let's go one, two, three. Okay. Uh, No idea I was going to ask. Darn, do you want to answer that? Xylophone. Well, that's my question. Yeah. Tell him what HMU means. Xylophone. Okay. It means hit me up. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah. yeah. This is what the, the teen... So whenever he's texting with his teen lover, mm-hmm. he says, you know, um, out of work at five, HMU. Wow. Yeah. Makes a lot more sense now. HMU at sign H&M. Mm-hmm. That's for the young crowd, for the young <laughs> folks. Uh, so that was a xylophone effect? Yeah. You ever done the Celeste effect? Um. I think they have that in Logic. I use Logic for all this. They have it on shitty Casio keyboards. I'm sure they have it in Logic. (laughs) Do you know what that is? The like George Martin used to use it on some stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah. Very ethereal. Anyway, fucking nerds. Why is that your favorite theme? Um, it's possibly one of the best Christmas songs ever written. (laughs) I think so. Sam Pasco, are you listening? (laughs) This is absolute heresy. I don't like Christmas songs. That's that's the point. Uh, I I love the juxtaposition of depressing with cheery. So uh, that is... um, Your weird Al fandom makes more sense every day. Oh, always, man. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, a Christmas song is supposed to be cheery, but it's, you know, got that downbeat to it and everything is just kind of like, fuck the world and yeah. It um this is not a put down or a disparaging comment, but I think musically it could be categorized as a dirge. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's basically do you disagree, Darren? No, not not, not yeah. really. Yeah. Uh have you ever heard the the Paul McCartney Wings mega hit Mull of Kintyre? <laughs> Probably. That doesn't it's make sort, me know anything. It's now. like a um an Irish dirge. And I always think of that when this comes on. <laughs> it's very slow mm-hmm. and mournful. Kind of sounds like it was recorded through a layer of mud. Yeah. There are bagpipes. <laughs> it was a giant number one hit. It was his biggest hit ever outside of the Beatles. <laughs> yep. That's still yeah. bizarre to me that it was such a huge hit. I do not understand that. Can I tell you my favorite bit of trivia about that song? <laughs> so two things. One, it came out at the height of the punk era. It was like 1978, <laughs> 79. It was a number one hit. You should watch the video for this, by the oh, way. Oh, I've seen it <laughs> yeah. many times. No, I was talking to, to the listeners. Oh, yes. There's absolutely. other people. <laughs> no, just me. <laughs> so as the vignette encircles me again. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing Wheeler. is there was someone, 
a music journalist writing about it who said that um, in the 70s when he was coming up, he was really into punk music, but his parent, he was like raised by his grandma. His grandma hated it, of course. And so the only Damn thing kids. they could agree on was Mull of Kintyre by <laughs> Wings. And he liked it because it was Paul McCartney and he understood, he was 14, so he understood musical history and who the Beatles were. <laughs> and so he said his grandma... The 20 years prior of right, musical history. His grandma would listen to it and she would just sit there cross because she couldn't say anything until the very end when he hollered. He goes like, woo! And he said his grandma would say, see, he's a bloody animal! <laughs> <laughs> I think of that every time I hear that song. <laughs> Again, old white people just trying to find something to be mad about. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I, I believe that has been continual throughout history. There is, you know, every generation is trying to separate from the generation prior, and they're trying to figure out how to piss them off. But we used to wipe out pe- white people, specifically, everyone, but well, specifically white people. There'd be a plague or a war. Or just in general, our lifespans were not what they are. So, you know, you would I mean, we're already know, old the, age would kind of cycle the that up again, though. Exactly. But now we're in a way where we're in a place where, you know, three and four generations are having to share the planet at once. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, just kind of constantly bickering with each other. And, you know, that's not how it was done in my day. And that's well, it's get like off you're my supposed lawn. to be dead. Why aren't you dead? <laughs> we got to figure that one out. That's why I'm, you know, pro death in general. Uh, sure. If you want to uh, erect the suicide booths, uh, they should be free I'm to not, the masses. I'm not pro like that. Like so welcome much. to the welcome to the uh, monkey house. That kind of, of thing. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the monkey house. The Kurt Vonnegut short story. Yeah. How did I know Kurt Vonnegut would be brought up with your presence here? It's one of the few books I've read. I'm pointing. He's a Vonnegut fan. There's nothing wrong with that. This seems like one of the three books you would have read. Yeah. Because it's breezily written. Mm-hmm. It contains big ideas written in very simple, easy-to-read prose, mm-hmm. and it's about 181 pages. Yeah. And yeah. Welcome to the Monkey House is a short story, so it's yeah. only like 20 pages. I, I definitely um, I select books by volume. <laughs> I think you select books by girth. Same difference. I think you're there with a with a measuring tape, yeah. being like, "Ooh, a caliper." I'm yeah, <laughs> <laughs> saying, "Oh no, how thick is each page?" Seventy nine <laughs> millimeters. Yeah, we're no. at the limit. We're in the danger zone here. Definitely. What's the thickest book you've ever read? Well, I do have the. Uh, I don't know if it counts as one book, but the the don't Doug, take a reference. No, no, the Doug Adams Hitchhiker's Guide. Mm. So okay. it, it's like you, six books together. But and you read them all? Not in that book. I, I have read all of those books and I do, times. exactly. And I do own that copy <laughs> mm-hmm. and I've read through some of it. Do you, but, okay. Separate question. Mm-hmm. Do you think if you glued together all the other books you have read, it would be thicker than this <laughs> volume or not as thick? All of the other books I've finished, uh, they might be equal. <laughs> <laughs> you could like take your entire intellectual history in a knapsack, yeah. like great depression style. Uh, like your I, personal <laughs> library. I don't include audio books in that though so i i have no one does yeah exactly what's the last audio book that you listened to oh that's been been a while as well um i've why 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 are you such an anti-intellectual why why do you hate books oh no i'm I'm just dyslexic so like i can't oh for real yeah yeah uh so i've just always been averse to books have you considered scientology it worked uh, for Tom. I did consider Scientology at one point in yep. time. I mean, everyone should. It genuinely helped him. That's how. <laughs> that's how they do it. They yeah. hook them with you know the lower, the entry level stuff. Yep. They actually have solutions that work. Yeah. And people go, oh, well, that cured my dyslexia. Well, so they're probably right about everything else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they probably are right about everything else. I have no proof otherwise. Um, well, I mean, as much proof as you know the how resurrection. How can you disprove Zenu? Who dares stand against Zenu? him? 
How can you disprove? How can you disprove? How can you prove? Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, Satan hid the dinosaur bones. You're a puppet. Yep. <laughs> Make me talk. Darn. Um, what are you guys uh, thankful for this year? Jesus Christ. Um, I'm thankful for the Fallcast Studios. Fallcast.com. <laughs> you, you built this place, like, with your bare hands. <laughs> Um, I guess yeah. it's not like there was really too much construction involved. No, but. it's it's nice though. You got a 3D <laughs> printer in here now. He is a hardy individual. You do have your name printed on a lot of stuff. I've noticed. Yeah, like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You understand you're the only person who lives here. Then <laughs> <laughs> you have Sean Fall on like I'm seeing four items right now. Yeah, it's it's, it's very it's very it's very presidential of you actually, Sean. Trumpian, to, to put your name possibly, on. Yeah. Where's the gold lame? <laughs> Um, well, first off, my name has to go on everything just uh, as a result of working in the freelance movie business. <laughs> so I just kind of got used to making sure that I marked anything that would possibly go to set with me. But uh, beyond that, part of 3D printing is learning to work with 3D software. And so I just needed to like practice. And so the only thing... You, you know, couldn't write Darren's name? I could, <laughs> but then I'd give him like a mangled mess of drawer and <laughs> that's it. Like, okay. <laughs> but go with me on this. This is a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Imagine you haven't seen Darren in a while. You haven't spoken to him in a while. He shows up. His name is all over your apartment. <laughs> the look on his face has got to be worth that moment. That, that would certainly have been worth it had I been uh, had that much foresight. I Imagine apologize. a mangled 3D printed like, sculpture of his face, a bust. Like, just like a poorly printed Nixon mask. Right. <laughs> like his eyeballs melting halfway down his face. His tongue's coming out like Habsburg style. I've been thinking of you, Darren. Yeah. Sure. You're kissing the, the bust. <laughs> You're wearing it over your face like a mask. It puts the lotion on its skin or it sure. puts the hose again. Oh, you fucker. Oh, you absolute bitch. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe you ended the episode on a Silence of the Lambs quote. I'll do what I want. Was this a recent South Park episode? Um, Did they revisit the hits of the early 90s? No, I think that's just me revisiting the hits of the early 90s. You got some MC Hammer jokes for us? I, I've definitely been watching some of the back catalog. Real quick, darn. South Park, yay or nay? You know, I, I read Divisive this... topic in the I, I, Studios. I read this hot take online recently. Uh-oh. Um, cut his mic. Cut it, cut it, cut it! 